I love worship. I love you guys. And just being able to be in the presence of God no matter where we are, that is the beauty of, um, of the presence of God. It is everywhere at all times. He is omnipresent. And he's not limited to a church building or a space. Uh, he is with us in all ways at all times. And so in this moment of, of worship and reflection in God's presence, I want us just to, just to shift and, and position our heart in a place of prayer. So for the next couple of moments, I just want to pray for you. I want, I want to ask you to engage your heart in prayer to God this morning. And, uh, and please know that we are praying for you every day, especially those who've been sick with COVID and gone through their family and all that sort of stuff. We are absolutely praying for you. And, uh, and so please reach out if we can continue to pray for you in any way. Uh, but right now, as a, as a church family gathered all over Coffs and beyond, uh, let's just lift our hearts and our, our, our soul to heaven right now. Father, we thank you, uh, Lord, that you are here in the midst of us. Lord, where two or more are gathered, even via technology, you are there with us, God. And so we just pray, Lord, that in lounge rooms, in cars, uh, outdoors, wherever we might be gathered today, tuned into this live stream, that your presence would just uh, envelop us, would wrap its arms around us, would bring comfort, healing and peace. Lord, in particular, I pray for those who, whose health is poor, those who might be struggling with COVID, those who might have had a bad diagnosis, Lord God, those who are, are struggling physically. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would bring comfort, you would bring healing, you would bring peace to their soul this morning. Right now, Lord God, as we engage and pray, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is rejuvenating and restoring cells, even at a micro level, Lord God, and, and bringing total and complete healing healing into people's bodies. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for the healing power of Jesus Christ to be at work in our lives this morning, God. Lord, we thank you for this service. I thank you that you would just bring words of life and encouragement to us, Lord God, that would not be just theory that we put on a shelf, but it would be so practical and helpful for us to build the kind of life that you have in store for us. So Lord, we commit this service to you. We thank you for the ability to meet like this in the midst of uncertainty and unsettling times. And Lord, we pray that through all things we do, that glory would be given to your name and your name alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, you may be seated, but you probably already are. Uh, but could we thank Pete and M in the chat bar? Send them some love. That'd be awesome. You guys are incredible. Thank you. Thank you, my darling bride. You're doing so well. Oh, so good to have Anna online church this morning, uh, leading us and uh, hosting the service. So... Thanks, babe. You're doing a wonderful job and you look as gorgeous as ever. Um, hey, if you've got a Bible, you're going to need it this morning. However, we have done a little bit of hard work for you. Most of the scriptures will be on the screen, so you can just read along if you want to. Um, but what I thought I would do today for our message is, because last week I, I talked about um, how to find peace. And, and what, what I did was we, we looked at um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 9. And we just sort of stepped through that and unpacked that and looked at some practical steps to find peace. And, and look, to be honest, full disclosure, I, I preach that because I think that's what we need to hear. I know that's what I need to hear uh, about what does God say about peace? How do I get peace? Because it seems like whenever I flick on the television, I scroll through my phone, I read a newspaper, it's stories that unsettle me and try to rob peace from me. And so... I must say, I was so pleasantly surprised by a lot of the feedback I got, a lot of text messages and emails and phone calls just thanking me for last week's message. 
And so um, what I thought I would do this week is expand a little bit further and, and dig a bit deeper into this theme of peace. And so it's almost like, have you ever watched like a, like a pirate movie, like every single pirate movie ever? Um, how, how the plot line goes is uh, somebody finds a treasure map and there's a map they've got to find the buried treasure and they find the buried treasure and it's all good. But along the way, there's pirates trying to protect the treasure and there's all these adventures that they go on and, and plot twists and turns. Uh, but at the end of the day, they follow the map, they find the treasure. And then when they get there, they open the treasure chest, this big beam gold of light just shines all over them and, you know, cut the final scene, roll the credits. That's the movie uh, done and dusted. So last week's message was kind of like that. It was like, like we looked at the treasure map of how to find peace. And so on there we saw we've got to choose joy. Uh, you know, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So choosing joy puts our, 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 our mentality and the posture of our heart into this sphere of, of positivity and faith. Uh, so that was one of the first steps on the treasure map to finding peace. And then the second one was get away and pray. And, it's, you know, we looked at how it says, uh, do not be anxious for anything, but in all situations through prayer and supplication, supplication, let your requests be known to God. And then we looked at how Jesus actually did that in times of anguish and distress. He would go away and pray. He would be with God. He would just allow the presence of his father to fuel him, comfort him and strengthen him. And so that was the next step on this treasure map to finding peace. And the third step was what we read in verse eight. Um, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is good, think on these things. So step three was think about what you think about. And if we're thinking about the negativity, the problems, the fears, the, the worries, then that sort of stuff is going to get amplified and, and the things of faith that are going to strengthen us and equip us actually become silenced. And so we've got to actually think about what we think about. And then the final step was um, in verse 9, uh, Paul talks about imitating him, following him. And so the, the last step was practice makes peaceful. So putting into practice the things that we see in Paul, the things that we ultimately see in Jesus, and, and allowing ourselves not to think that we've got it all figured out, all this, this life thing figured out for ourselves, but we actually need to follow um, men and women of the faith who've gone before us that can help us with the stuff that we struggle with. So, so what we did was last week, we followed this treasure map, and then we got to the end of going, that's how we find peace. And so we lifted the lid on that treasure chest and the big glow beam of gold just shone upon our face. But what I want to look at today is what happens when we actually dig inside that treasure chest. Like if you're in that pirate movie, what happens? How does that treasure change the life of those that find the treasure? What happens next? How does that change the way they view life? What do they buy? How did their life get changed for, for the better for finding this treasure? So that's what I want to look at today is how, do our, how does our life get better? What does it mean now that we have discovered this treasure called peace? And so today's message I've, I've titled very simply, Unpacking Peace. Unpacking Peace. What does that look like? So there's three points I want to look at this morning in Unpacking Peace. And I'm sure there's more aspects to it, but I'm going to just look at three this morning. And, and hopefully they are super helpful for you in going about your life, uh, knowing that you have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and it will actually guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, as we read last week. So point number one, unpacking peace. Peace is power. Peace is power. And so I want to read from uh, Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, which says this, Behold... 
God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid, right? I'll have peace. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. So when we understand peace, what we're seeing here is that peace, yes, is I will not be afraid. So peace, for me and for a lot of people, when we hear about peace, it's simply that ability to allow fear to subside so we can have this neutral state where fear no longer torments us, but we don't have to be afraid. But, but what I want to unpack here is that there's actually a tension that we find with peace. And we see this in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, that, that yes, peace is about not being afraid, but also peace is about having the strength of the Lord. And there's a tension that exists between the two. And I heard this example this week about tension, and it's almost like a four-year-old understands how to hold things in tension. Because you can reprimand and discipline a four-year-old for making a mistake and, and, and they cower and like, oh my gosh, daddy's, you know, being authoritative, he's disciplining me right now. But then 20 minutes later, you can hug them and wrestle with them and watch a movie with them and love them. And, and they're not going, oh my gosh, is daddy a disciplinarian or is daddy loving? They know the tension that exists between a father and a child, that there's discipline and there is love. And so, so peace has a tension in it that, yes, it is about not being afraid, but also it's about being strong. It's not just passive. So here's one to look at. Um, so, yes, peace brings comfort. And we all would agree that when we have peace and we, we find peace, we open the treasure chest, we bring it out, um, it brings comfort. But peace also brings courage. Yes, peace brings assurance, but peace also brings action. Yes, peace brings a sense of soothing, but peace also brings strength. Yes, peace can be passive, but also peace can be incredibly potent. And so you might be thinking, well, why, why is that important to, to understand the tension between peace? Can't peace just be this nice little lamb that lies in the field and makes me feel good? I think it's important to, to grasp this uh, bigger picture of peace and hold this tension because Jesus himself is described as the Prince of Peace. It's, who he, it's the position he holds. It's who he is. If, if Yahweh, God the Father, sits on the throne and is Lord of all, Jesus, the Son of God, is the Prince of Peace in all of the kingdom of God throughout all the cosmos, his job description, one of his names, is Prince of Peace. So this, this, this aspect, this character, this, this nature of peace exists significantly in Jesus. And so, so God wants to give us his peace, right? So, so therefore, we need to understand the tension that exists in the peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So we could use that same filter we just looked at before to go, yes, Jesus brings comfort because peace is comfort, right? But also Jesus brings courage. Yes, Jesus brings assurance, but Jesus also brings a sense and a call to action in our life. Yes, Jesus, the Prince of Priests, brings soothing to us, and salvation is a soothing of our soul, a redeeming of our soul, but Jesus doesn't just bring soothing, he brings strength. And yes, the presence of Jesus does bring this, this passivity to us to, to be able to rest, but also it brings this potency and power from heaven, because peace is power. And peace is power because Jesus is power. So I, I will just want to say this as, as I finish this last point. Don't let peace or how you would interpret or understand peace to rock you to sleep so that you merely are not afraid. 
Allow it to awaken you from the slumber of pain so that you can be strengthened to be all that Jesus has called and created you to be. Because peace can lull us to sleep in inactivity. It can make us passive. It can make us soothing. It can make us all this stuff. But there's, there's that flip side to peace that brings strength. It brings courage. It brings uh, a potency to be all who God has called us to be. To go from strength to strength to glory to glory as we walk out our life following Jesus, our big brother. So point one, peace is power. Opening up that treasure chest, peace is powerful once we get it. Second point, peace is a promise. Peace is a promise. So John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says this profound thing. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. So if Jesus is, as we've already established, the Prince of Peace, and his promise is that he will give us peace, and not only give us peace, he will give us his peace, that means we are getting top-shelf, A-grade, uh, royal-level peace. He's the prince of the universe. He is the Lord of all, the name above all names. We're not getting a shoddy, B-grade, barley, knockoff version of peace from God. God is promising us his peace from the throne of heaven for our lives today because we're his children loved and called to be with him. So, so God is not giving us a weak peace that is not enough to get us through our trials and troubles. God is giving us robust, strong peace that flows from the prince of peace himself. Like, let that sink in. That's incredible. And that's a promise from the lips of Jesus himself. Um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16 says this. It says, May the Lord of peace, Jesus, himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. May the Lord of peace himself give to you peace at all times, in every way, the Lord be with you. That's incredible. And I can hear what you're thinking already because I'm thinking the same sorts of things. But what if I am stressed about the state of my finances? Well, God's promise of peace is at all times in every way. Well, what about the fact that I'm single and I've got no legitimate options for a life partner? Well, at all times in every way. But, but I got a really nasty health diagnosis. And where is God? at all times, in every way. My kids have gone off the rails and I don't know what to do. Promise of God's peace is at all times, in every way. But what, what if I can't even have kids? The doctor says I can't have kids. At all times, in every way. I'm, I'm fearful about what the future holds. I don't even know. At all times, in every way. My, my spouse died suddenly at all times, in every way. I've been hurt and I've been mistreated at all times, in every way. My, my reputation is in tatters because of false rumours that have been spread about me at all times, in every way. I, I, I lost my job and, and have no income at all times, in every way. My marriage is shaking on the brink of collapsing at all times, in every way. I'm living in a swamp of the consequences of poor life choices and it's drowning me at all times, in every way. 
I'm confused and anxious about what is happening in the world with COVID and if I'm going to catch it and what's going to happen with my health and my family and all this sort of stuff and we can't come to church and I don't know what's going on. At all times, in every way. Peace is a promise. Peace I leave with you. My peace, Jesus says, I give to you. A heavenly, perfect peace that surpasses all understanding of current situations and circumstances. Jesus promises to give it to you. And Paul prophesies to the church in Thessalonica that, that God's peace, the Prince of Peace himself, will give you peace in all way, at all times, in every way. Jesus, another name for Jesus is Emmanuel, which is what? God with us. God is with, that is the name, the nature of Jesus, that he'll be with us. And Romans 8.31 says, if he is with us, if he is for us, then who could be against us? So the peace of God is a promise for you and a promise for me at all times, in every way. Are we going to receive that promise? Or are we going to try and negotiate our way out of it because somehow we've discovered or we've determined that our circumstances disqualify us or deregister us from the promise of God's peace. I'm sorry to say this, but you're not powerful enough to do that. That God's promise is for all people at all times in every way. So peace is a promise. Third point, um, peace has a purpose. So peace is power. Peace is a promise. And the third piece of prolific um, alliteration is that peace has a purpose. And Peter Piper did pick a pick up a picture of purpose, in case you're wondering. While the purpose of peace can be as numerous and as varied as the amount of people and circumstances that require said peace, there are, there are, there are a couple of elements of major purposes that I see in the peace of God for us. Um, and so I want to just unpack that a little bit this morning of what is the purpose of peace. I want to talk about two things, two general purposes. The first general purpose of peace, I believe, is for us to be with Jesus. So when we have peace that allows us, positions us um, to be with Jesus. Colossians 3.15 says this, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. So in order for something to rule, something else needs to surrender. Or in order for, in order for someone to lead, someone needs to follow. So, so one of the purposes of the peace of God is to position us with Jesus under his authority and power and lordship. In order for the peace of God to rule, we need to surrender. We need to yield to it. In order for Jesus to lead us, we need to follow him. That's how the whole thing works. It's not rocket science. It's just how things work. Um, when, when the peace of Christ rules in our hearts, when the peace of Christ rules in our hearts, the worries of this world cannot. God doesn't share his throne. He's either Lord of all or he isn't. And, and by, by very definition of the word Lord would mean that everything else is under his authority. He is numero uno. So, so the Lord of peace is to bring us peace. 
and, the, and we see that the peace of, of the God brings would rule in our hearts, that would mean that the fears, the worries, the concerns, the anxieties of this world cannot rule in our hearts if the peace of God does. And so we also read in the Bible that, that, that we must decrease in order that he would increase. We must lay down our fear. We must lay down our worry. We must cast our burdens onto him for he cares for us in order for the peace of God that transcends all understanding and rationality to rule as the ultimate authority in our life and bring us freedom. So one of the main purposes of peace is to be with Jesus, surrender to his lordship in relationship with him, enjoying the freedom that comes with him being Lord and us not being. That's one of the first purposes. Uh, the second purpose is to be like Jesus. Purpose one, be with Jesus. Purpose two of peace is to be like Jesus. So Ephesians 4 verse 3 says this. It says, maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Peace helps us be like Jesus in that we use it to serve the interests of others in order for the objective to come to pass of a greater sense of unity and connectivity and oneness in the body of Christ. That Jesus is the ultimate reconciler to reconcile all people to him. And if we are to be like him, then we are to strive for the unity of peace through the, the unity through the bond of peace. Now, a bond is something A bond is something powerful. See, this is what I'm saying before, like the tension between in peace of being, you know, comfort and also courage of being soothing and strength. It's, it's this bond, peace is a bonding agent that unites God's people in the, in the unity of the spirit. A bond is something that holds different objects together. I think of superglue is a bonding agent. Superglue is not weak. Superglue is super strong. It will bond things that are different together. So it is in unity. A nail gun is a bond. It shoots in and joins two pieces of timber. Now I'm going to stop there because I'm way out of my league talking about anything to do with construction and I'll just look like a fool. But I do know this. I know that a bonding agent is strong and peace in the kingdom of God is the bonding agent that keeps unity of the spirit and helps us be like Christ. And maybe, just maybe, that's why Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, verse 9, that those who are peacemakers will be called the sons of God. That when we choose peace, not only for ourselves, but we use this peace that God gives us to serve others and, and to meet the best interests of other people so that the unity of the Spirit would be brought together with this bond of peace, then we would then be identified, known, and marked as sons of God. In other words, we would be like Jesus. So the purpose of peace is to be with Jesus. The purpose of peace is to be like Jesus. And so that's, that's in a sense, that's my message for today. That, that last week we looked at the treasure map to find peace to, to choose joy, to go away and pray, to think about what we're thinking about, to, to put into practice these things. And now we open up this treasure chest of peace and the glory, glory of God shines on us. What do we do with that? Well, we understand that it's powerful. We understand that it's promised, so it's for us. And we understand that it has a purpose for us to be with Jesus and for us to be like Jesus. Peace is phenomenal. And in a time such as now, I can't think of a more appropriate message to, to preach, an appropriate word of encouragement to give 
to us so that we don't just limp through this season and, and, and not just afraid, but we go from glory to glory, strength to strength in this season, empowered by the peace of God that is flowing from heaven as promised by Jesus to us, for us to reach this world. Because when I read the news, when I scroll through social media, when I read newspapers, I'm not seeing much good news stories that bring me hope and bring me peace. But this is the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It brings hope, it brings peace, it brings love, and it brings life. And as I close this message this morning, I want to just send an invitation to anyone watching today who does not have a personal relationship with Jesus. This is where it starts. It starts with following Jesus. In order for him to be Lord, we have to surrender to that. In order to receive the peace from heaven, we have to yield our life to him and choose to follow him. And it doesn't start by doing a 10-week course. It doesn't start by just getting your behavior in order and, and, and winning God over because you're a good person. And it starts with a simple confession and belief in your heart. The Bible says if we um, believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. And what does that mean? That means that we are saved from our past we are saved from sin. We are saved from fear. We are saved from everything that is trying to disconnect us from all the good things that God has from us if we choose to follow Jesus. And so I'm going to play a song in about 20 seconds time that I want us just to think on and watch and let the lyrics just wash over us. I think it, it perfectly um, helps us to have a meditation moment to respond to what God is, is speaking to us this morning through his word, to, to let this, this peace of God not just hit us at an information level, but to wash over us and bring transformation. And as you watch this video, if you're thinking about following Jesus or you haven't made that commitment yet, I would encourage you to say that prayer wherever you are. Say, God, I believe in you. I want to trust in you. I want to follow you. I thank you that Jesus died for my sins and rose again, proving he had power over death so that I can now live in the fullness of life you have for me so that the peace of God from heaven would flow through my life and, and make me whole again. So if you pray that prayer, please put a comment. You can add this little chat thing you can click on. Um, reach out, let us know. Email me at hello at c3ch.com if you need to. I'd love to connect with you. But in the meantime, let's just watch this video. Let's allow the peace of God to wash over us and transform us together. Amen.